Oh my gosh, Shane, no. Hello and welcome everybody to the Gamescape Games Podcast. This is level 73. If John Cena wears camouflage, can you see him? That's right, we're back with another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Network. Uh, we are, I guess, yeah, back. Uh, it's been a very interesting week news-wise, uh, so we're ready to get into it. Um, we've got with us uh, Mr. Angry Bananas, Carlos Lopez. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? Uh, Mr. Angry Eggplant, Josh Jackson. Why am I an eggplant? Oh, Don't you like Kid Icarus? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that, but I was going to say, you don't pay that much attention to me. I know Carlos does. I do. I care about you, Josh. It's okay. You're in my heart all the time. Thank you. And, uh, Same for you. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the one and only himself, Juan Carlos. Oh, oh gross. I, I don't get a fruit or vegetable designation? Uh, you are a... Uh, a jalapeno. Rupert. Jalapeno. No. Oh, the, 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 the spicy jalapeno himself, Juan Carlos. I like that. That's That should go on a shirt. See? I like that a what's lot. A, Thank you very much. What's a, what's a Gruber? Like, hold on. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, another word isn't for that, potato. Isn't that the bad guy from Die Hard? <laughs> I was going to say yeah, that's is. like the evil version oh. of Grimmest, Gruber. I was just thinking Tuber. that. Tuber. <laughs> Tuber. Tuber. You're the Tuber himself, Juan Carlos. The, the Tuber? The Groob Tuber. That sounds really fucking yeah, that's, like That offensive. sounds like I should get fired. Yeah, <laughs> like I have to talk to HR. Like, what? <laughs> you might be if anyone listens to the show at the school. I already got an email. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing on your free time? <laughs> All right. Um. Well, let's get into it. We got some absolutely like gigantic news. Um. Uh. Revolving around Nintendo's presence at E3, uh, the Nintendo NX is going to launch uh, March of next year, and Zelda Wii U coming to uh, NX. Later that year, uh, what do you guys think about this so far? Well, Oof. I think the guys going to E3 this year should probably chime in first. Mm, okay. Oh, well, Josh, well, I mean, you want to go first? You go first. Yeah, Josh. I mean, it's like if you guys are well, not you guys. Derek and Jonathan are making fun of me. It's like I'm not exactly complaining, oh. but it kind of sucks. Wait, that. What, what is what is that? Wait, what? What? What is that? What is hey, that? Wait, someone leave their phone no. on. No. No. There's no way in hell. Oh, no Wait, way! Wait, what? It's that Derek Oh, my God! Son of a Derek's Oh, my God, Derek's back. back! My time is now. Oh, my God! <laughs> I thought you were dead. <laughs> I just came. I just had to come back to tell you that I will take your E3 pass, Josh. I will take it. I don't think you sound for real. I think you're about to. Well, uh... What a ultimate Royal Rumble surprise! Uh, the 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 special guest of the episode is Derek Cranville. I'm a motherfucking full fledged host. Okay, don't <laughs> <laughs> call me a fucking special guest. That's the angriest are... I've ever heard Derek in my life. <laughs> That's the angriest I've ever been in my life. Um, they don't call me that? the gentle Canadian for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn these speakers down. They're fucking buzzing. Uh, man, that that was like the most production we've ever put into this show. Yep. <laughs> I think everybody did a great, great job. Everybody pat on the back. Good please. job at rehearsals, yep. everybody. Yeah, You're not gonna win any Emmys, but well, can I don't know if we didn't win an Emmy for well, this no. anyway. But wrestling's on TV. <laughs> it also so doesn't does win it, any Emmys, but how does it feel 
to be back, Derek. It feels really good. It's been so long, and I've been literally just been working, but I purposely fully took far less money today and worked far less hours specifically so I could come back on the podcast. <laughs> Yay! And what a comeback it is. In fact, there's come all over my back. And it happened at the 511 mark. And I believe it. It's been good, guys. See ya. Uh, right, good talking to you. That's a personal record, though. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Well, all right. I'm glad, I'm glad I can contribute. Uh, so, yes. Uh, Derek's back. Nintendo is back at E3. Let's get back into the story. E3, boys. Nintendo's back at E3, kind of, because, <laughs> yes, they've had, they've had a, you know, in the past... In the past couple of years, they've had a less, like a smaller E3 presence in the sense that they didn't have a big conference. But every year, even when their big focus was on just one game, like how a few years ago, almost their entire booth was Skyward Sword. And then a few years ago, almost their entire booth was Smash Brothers. And when the Wii, and this is the thing that I compare it most in my head, which is the most kind of, I guess, uh, what makes me the most nervous about it is because when the Wii first was announced, their whole booth was like a good 13, 14, 15 Wii demos. And the fact that their NX is launching in March of next year. That is so and, weird, man. That is yeah, such and a they weird have, date to pick. Yeah, and not just that, but I mean, you know, this is the last E3 before release, and they're not going to have a single game on display at E3 for it. And their only game period is going to be Zelda on Wii U, not, nothing for 3DS, nothing else for Wii U, and nothing at, no NX period. And It just... Oh, no, go ahead. It just seems like a crazy start to the marketing of this console to never have it at E3 before it comes out. Yeah, I and mean, never have this... a game for it aside from Zelda, which is mainly a Wii U title available to check out for it at, at E3. Like it's it's a crazy marketing start. And who's going to like I feel like who, you know, like it's April now. I mean, it's the end of April, but it's April and on their all of their official to- social media platforms, they're like, "Oh, the next <laughs> Nintendo console is coming next March. Who's going to go out and buy a Wii U now?" Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just this weird weird way of doing things and right now I feel like they have everything they have everything to prove right now because you know, as great as the Wii U's lineup has been, you know, overall, it's safe to it's safe to say at this point that it was, you know, a, a somewhat of a failure on a sales standpoint. And, you know, if they want to increase their presence in the market, they need to make some big changes. And this is seems like the complete opposite way of doing it to me. Do you think this is this delay has anything to do with how the Wii U was treated in terms of marketing? Because, like you mentioned, I, I I really do love the games library that it can't, that it has. From a marketing standpoint, it was a failure. So, do you think they're trying to take this time to say, "All right, how do we not repeat the same mistakes that we committed with the Wii U? That way, we can ensure the NX has the best possible chance to be a commercial success." Because we mean, don't want any confusion, like you said, Carlos, like or, or I forget who mentioned it, but who's going to buy a Wii U? And if reports are indicating or rumors are indicating that this is not supposed to be a uh, replacement for the Wii U, because there's conflicting kind of rumors going around. I feel like there. that's totally bullshit. See, that's yep. the thing. It's, it's, there's this confusion of what it is. Is it a console? Is it a complement to the Wii U? And are, are they trying to even be the next 3DS? You know, like what is it going to be? And maybe they're trying to come up with a marketing campaign that will not, like, shoot it, uh, shoot Nintendo in the foot, like it did with Wii U, and having yeah. that confusion at the show. Like, wait, if, is this a new tablet? Is this just going to be for the Wii? Because um, I, I can't make heads or tails why they're waiting 
to even give any information. You would think E3 would be the place. But I, I could only come up with yeah. the assumption that they don't know how to promote this. Yeah, and I mean, they can still give information on it. Like, it, I'm sure they're going to do a Nintendo Direct, but the fact that they're not going to have it playable at all is really weird. I mean, Carlos, I'm sure you had some thoughts on it. Yeah, the weird thing about it that I, you know, I, you know, I, we've, I've bought in every system, you know, and it's always falling on the holidays, which is practically the the holiday to buy a new system. You know, everybody's like, well, what's what's coming up? By the end of the year, it's always been like, oh, well, you got the GameCube, you have the 64. Yeah. All of those systems always came out at the end of the year. And what worries me uh, the most is just kind of just the way they're doing it, which is, oh, we'll do it in March. So pretty much they're going to out, they're going to just drop the price completely for the Wii U and try to mm-hmm. get the consumers that couldn't afford the Wii U, buy them off and then get a <laughs> slap in the face when they go. Oh, here's a new system. It's yeah, the three NX, months later, and it's just kind of a really horrible way to do it. And I think right now, since um, they're not doing so well, and it, you didn't really do the expectations that they were wanting to do, I think it's a really bad idea to sell a system in March. That is unheard of. I've never heard of a system go. Yeah, let's sell it in March. Like I've heard summer, I've heard well, September, November, <clears throat> October, but March is like a time March where March is like people, as almost as far away from the holidays as you yeah, can get. It, and it's just yeah. like right around the corner for tax season. So a lot of us are kind of like, well, I don't have time to buy a system. True. Like, that is I not mean, if you're going to do it in March, you should do it in April so people have tax returns I, to buy. I it would with. think, yeah, like that in order for them to really salvage and kind of market this better, it should be like it's a summer kind of thing because, right. you know, it's right when a lot of game companies don't put a lot of their big AAA titles and it's just clear for the market there. If they were smart, I think they would just be like, well, let's just sell the Wii U's really cheap right after E3, sell them all out, sell all the units, and then from there start the new campaign up until next year and really hype up the train from there. Exactly what they did for Wii U, do all the marketing, do all the mall stuff. I think that's the best way they can do about it. The um, only system yeah. that the, launched uh, in March uh, quick, was the quick, 3DS. Quick anecdote, sorry. Um, the um, uh, May 11th, 1995... Uh, Sega Saturn released, and PSP launched in February, I think, too. Yeah, mm. I bought that for my birthday for myself. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't see the date as much of as a problem. I think their idea is maybe they want to avoid a crowded uh, holiday season and kind of have the focus all on them when there's not a whole lot of competition. But again, it's like we know nothing about it, and the fact that they don't even have any. I know a few months ago there was a report saying that they were gonna change their strategy so that there was always there weren't any going to be any droughts with their next console. But the fact that they're not showing anything makes me think, makes me worried that they don't really have anything but Zelda lined up. Cause I mean, when the Wii, when the original Wii launched, Zelda was like the only big first party game that launched with the system. And then of course Wii sports is packed in, but it's like, what else, if they don't have anything else to show from third parties or first party. And we're by the time E3 is around, we're only going to have what nine months in between launch and the event. True. So it's like, yeah. how can you how can you build I'm just I can't think of how you're gonna build hype and you know and a library of games uh, that honestly, people are going to dish out for a new console with like no news out that early that close to release. Maybe Zelda's just the last game that we're ever gonna need. <laughs> so a, it doesn't it, matter honestly, what else they show off. It's because... a Zelda game, it's a Star Fox game, and a Mario game. All together. New Zelda. <laughs> um it's. Uh, I honestly think the hype's just going to build itself. Um, like the. Oh, I'm going to buy one. Yeah, the the, the shit for the, from the NX patents. It's going to hype itself. So 
So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, E3's in a couple of weeks, right? No, like yeah. two months. Two months. Oh, all right. Uh, E3's in a couple of months, right? Yes. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, almost as interesting as our next Laura Croft, uh, Alicia Vikander. Vikander? Vikander? I think it's Vikander. Just Vikander. <clears throat> Alicia. Uh, uh, what is she from? <laughs> she Sweden. played... Uh, God she, damn it. She no, was like in the movies. <laughs> She was in The Danish Girl. She actually just won an Academy Award this year for The Danish Girl. Uh, and she was also in one of last year's best movies, Ex Machina. She played uh, the role of Ava, uh, which was one of the cyborg robot people. Amazing actress. I, this is a, a really cool casting. And she's kind of younger, I think. I mean, def- certainly younger than uh, Angelina Jolie was at the time that she had been cast as Laura Croft, I think. She's kind of got that younger look to it, any, to her anyway, so it kind of definitely fits with that, like, you know, if 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 they're going for kind of that Laura Croft reboot, like the 2013 or 2012 Tomb Raider games were, that's that's a great, uh, I, I think it's a great casting, actually. She got a big-ass forehead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for uh, adding to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> is anybody is anybody excited for a new Tomb Raider movie? No. Yeah. Uh, because have you guys played the recent Tomb Raider games? They're fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah, but um, like the best video but, games. They're but keep so this good. in mind. Keep this in mind, though. This is Tomb Raider's fourth reboot, but the second and third reboots. No, the third reboot was eh. Second reboot was terrible. So the movie's on its second reboot. So if it follows the same tra- trail as the games did, this next one's going to be awful. Hopefully they're like, let's just make the 2013 Tomb Raider into a movie, and it'll be better than we could imagine. The only thing like redeemable from that movie was like the severe death scene. I don't really actually even remember the original two Tomb Raider movies. Um, all I remember I, from the original Tomb Raider movie <clears throat> was um, them in that really spooky fucking like dead forest, and then she took like the that soccer ball and like fucking like dunked it into a, a rock. And what was it? Pandora's, Pandora's box. What what was the first movie? What was Tomb Raider? Rise of the Tomb Raider. No, the movie. Rise <laughs> of the Titties. That's what it's called. So, what's a charge character? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh god! Here we go. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, yeah, you know what? A lot of- that's. I mean, that's a good question for someone who doesn't typically play fighting games. So luckily for you, King of Fighters 14 does not have charge characters. Oh! Mm-hmm. But it is going to have a new <clears throat> game releasing on August 23rd. So, so you know, the one that we... I've been talking about, the one that I've been saying looks like shit? Well, now it looks I a th- lot better. I think it looks good. I think yeah, it looks good. Well, now it looks a lot better. Like, yeah. Initial launch trailer looked like crap. But, yeah, it did. Shit, it was rough. Um, you know, we talked about it last week with it's huge roster, 55 characters out of the box, all these different training and online modes. The more, the further it goes, the more and more excited I am and it's coming out sooner than we thought. So you'll have plenty of time with all of your, your peasant quarter circle characters and your grappling characters. You don't have to worry <laughs> about figuring out what a charge character is. Hey, you know what? I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. Yeah. You weren't paying attention, but then you tried to blame it on me at first and say, I just didn't explain it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a dick move, my friend. Oh, all, I am all about dick moves. Uh, Hello, how you doing? Hey, how you 
Um, what is, um, uh, is there, you know, it's the 14th fucking King of Fighters. Is, is anybody like, is there any monumental changes in like the gameplay? I mean, the graphics, I, I was into it since the beginning. Is there any, any reason why somebody who, you know, would want to pick this one yes. up over classic ones? Yes. Well, I don't know the details, but they're promising game, like mechanics overhauls to make the game more accessible because tw- King of Fighters 12 and 13 were really, really, really technical. To the point where it, it, they're some of my favorite games in the series, or at least 13 is, but apparently the overall reception was that it was too hard to get into, so it over it failed in the end. So I'm and curious you, to see and, what kind of changes, like how they're going to actually, because it's one thing to read it on a press release, what changes they're making, but it's another thing to actually feel it and play it. Do you, do you oh. think that's going to um, cripple its uh, like competitive scene? I don't think or so. I mean, it, make it more accessible. Shane, um, everybody in South America plays this fucking game yep. religiously. Yeah, and when Mexico it comes to too. Turn, when it comes to tournament, yeah, anything below like Mexico and below, dude, King of Fighters is what Capcom is here in the U.S. Yeah, can I just sell this game in like a, a sentence or two? Sure. If I'm Athena, yeah. awesome, yeah. <laughs> there Team is a character soldiers. named King of Dinosaurs who is a Lucha Libre wrestler who's also a dinosaur. Sounds like a character at a Lucha Underground. It it, it pretty much might be. (laughs) I gotta look him up. Yes! Yes, please. That's it. That's done. There's a dinosaur that wrestles. It's Um, half man, half dinosaur. All I I remember was my Shira Nui. Yeah, she's in it. She had a trailer come out last week. But, I mean, and there was no doubt just, she wasn't going to be in it, but still. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she's she's literally ass and titties. That's all she is. Oh, and there's porn of her. Great. <laughs> you Great. always act surprised, but you know what you're looking for. Yeah. I'm, I I just type I type in my Shiranui and fucking hit images, and the fucking first thing is like her That's because you don't have safe search turned on, you idiot. <laughs> this is my home computer. I don't need to be safe. I got a router and a firewall. I don't need to be safe. No, that's for us. The government is watching. <laughs> Yeah, because you end up posting it all here anyway. Ah, uh, well, I but need I mean, to stop doing that. <laughs> but I mean, this was a pretty big week for fighting games, <laughs> aside from the King of Fighters announcement, because Street Fighter V reached 4,000 entrants for Evo 2016 this week, which is kind of... Like people competing? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Holy shit. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, they Capcom spent a lot of time catering to the hardcore fighting game community with Street Fighter V. Which at the same time has alienated a lot of people because, like we talked about last week again, um, they pretty much rushed five out the door. Like it wasn't ready on release date, but they had tournaments scheduled before. Like they had already set up tournaments before the game was going to come out. So they had to release it bare bones so they could be in the hands of tournament players. So, I mean, it looks like with such a huge reception at Evo, it looks like that strategy is working on one hand. But then on the other hand, you know, the sales have been tepid. Um, the lack of content's kind of frustrated people. And I mean, I know Juan and Carlos, like both of you are just Which as one? into Street Fighter. Juan uh, and Carlos. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you, like, what are your guys' opinion on that? Uh, you know, uh, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous because they're, they still haven't released the other characters yet. And I saw another post to go along with the story, which is that they are going to try to release the last five characters and have them all balanced and ready for Evo, which is very frustrating because players like to practice all these characters months before they head out to Evo. So it's kind of uh, last-minute stuff, and it 
feels like, like you were saying, uh, Josh, it feels like a little rushed a lot more, this Street Fighter, more than any of the other ones. But uh, I might digress with what you said earlier, which is like it might alienate people. I think it probably grabbed a lot of casual people who found Street Fighter uh, Street Fighter 4 a lot more challenging because five mechanics are a lot more easier. And so I have a right. sense going to tournaments recently. Um, I've noticed like a big shift in players. I, I'm, ne- I'm seeing new faces and kind of asking the question what they liked the most and why they didn't play Street Fighter 4. And the biggest thing that they said was that the mechanics on five was as was as simplistic for them to introduce them to fighting games than it was for four uh because four catered a lot to a lot of street fighter third strike players in the whole technicality of like hitboxes and all that stuff i mean that still carries on to this but the mechanic is not there where what shane you know is scared of which is charge characters i ain't <laughs> scared <laughs> which is <laughs> i like how you said it because you sound like burn man but um <laughs> <laughs> it, it, just, <laughs> um, it just seems a lot more simpler for Street Fighter Five, so I can see why the big jump in numbers um, happened this year more than last year. And I think we might get more interests for sure. I think it's bringing, even though the content's slow, I think maybe by next year it'll be a bigger scene, just because everything will be almost all out, and they'll keep pumping more stuff. And they're they're they the way they're doing it is <clears throat> kind of making it seem like it should be open for any player to play. So. I'm hoping the numbers will grow more and it would be a lot more um, inviting than the other previous games. One, yeah. one, um, you've been to Evo, correct? I have. So, um, question for you. How does, um, I, I, I guess I just don't know how these kind of tournaments work. There's 4,000 entrants. Do, does everybody show up and go to a fucking like big ass warehouse? We, we, and- they just meet up at some dude's mom's house and they just like pack the den. By pizza, a lot of high C and a lot of bologna cheese sandwiches, but um, yep. but no, Ecto Cooler's um, back. Yeah, <laughs> Ecto Cooler. Uh, what it, what uh, it does, they quick, have tons uh, of TVs there, and um, it's not just one big screen. They have tons of TVs, tons of stations, and volunteers run the brackets and they report the scores back to like the manager, and then they set up like the top sixty-four. Then they go to the thirty-two. So it's it's well run, it's well organized. So by okay. the end of a day, they'll start on Friday. And then they'll have their grand finals on Sunday. So, okay, so, so so pretty much, Shane, they start their tournament like this year. From what it looks like, the numbers they might start their games as early as eight a.m. and go on till probably I think nine p.m. consistently Jesus. from Friday to Saturday mm-hmm. up until the finals because if Non-stop. it's four thousand, it's gonna keep going because uh, it, it, that, those big those big kind of numbers require a lot of stations. And a lot of people to participate, and you know, sometimes it could get a little convoluted. People finish their matches right, right when the other match is about to finish too. So there's a lot of like, wait, hold, give me a second, let me get your number, let me get you, and then it's gonna be pretty big. And and I hope Mr. Wizard, aka who owns Evo, has enough volunteers for this year because it seems even Smash Brothers is gonna be big too. So there's a lot yeah. of volunteers that are gonna be needed. So if you guys are interested, you should guys should hit up Evo and hit up Mr. Wizard. See if they need any more. You get a free pass out of it, but uh, they will totally need the help in the community on that day. It's going to be I will say crazy. This. I will say this. Uh, it is an experience that you have to be, yeah. at least once in your lifetime, have to see it live. Because there's things that does, don't translate as well watching a stream on YouTube or Twitch than seeing it in person. It, 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 you absolutely have to go at least once in your lifetime. Okay, uh, I, I added to the fucking bucket list. Added into the bucket list. Which bucket? Uh, 
<laughs> the cum bucket. Okay, good. Thank you. I was waiting for your cum joke, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Which That's one? Twenty-five, twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's so much to come about. <clears throat> now I remember why I went on hiatus. <laughs> It wasn't for work. I actually don't have a job. I just couldn't stand any more of Shane's jokes. <laughs> all the cum okay, jokes. All right. Well, I mean, okay. if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about cum, we might as well talk about how Trails of the Blood Dragon leaked. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of excited though. I'm 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 excited. I I played the shit out of that game when it came out for the Xbox 360, and uh, I hope it is what I expect it to be. I expect more dinosaurs. More kung fu references and uh, more weapons, neon weapons to be exact. Now, now that the, since this is an Ubisoft title, how cinematic are we expecting this to be? Oh, dude, 80s to the max. I think 80s or early 90s. I hope early 90s. I'm I think you missed the joke there. Oh, I was thinking oh, more about 19. I was thinking more about like 1920s silent film with that frame rate. <laughs> no, because no, before we were. Um, we were talking about how Assassin's Creed Unity, they said it, they were going for a more cinematic approach by making it 30 frames a second. And it ended up being like 15 frames a second because it was a mess. Um, <laughs> so, so according, so um, it got leaked and it, um, uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon, but the fucking, and I don't know if the, this one um, guy who wrote up the, uh, the, uh, the article, but it says it's a trial style motorbike platforming. Like, is it like the game Trials, or is he just being an asshole? No, he's saying that they're going to add, uh, well, he thinks that's what's going to be. It's going to add some so motorcycle. he's just being an asshole. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, usually an asshole can spot an asshole. It's good. But I didn't recognize him. I don't recognize that ass. <laughs> and I recognize most asses. All right. That's why we're the number one gaming podcast, because you know how to recognize asses. Uh, yep. like that's how groceries. that's how we all that's how we all ended up on the show. Yep. yep. Um, screenwriter and producer for the Borderlands movie uh, has been announced and confirmed. And in other news, there's a Borderlands movie. I was gonna say, I had no idea. Uh, you guys didn't know that? I thought it was dead. I literally thought that movie was dead. Well, I mean, like ninety percent of video game movies that get announced end up never coming out. So, hey, Ratchet and Clank's coming out tomorrow. We're gonna watch yeah, it. it. Was, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Oh really? Oh cool. I'm gonna go check it out. Um, <laughs> there was even an article on our own website about it. Yeah, about the Borderlands uh, Geeks- movie. Geekscape.net. Um, uh, Friday, August twenty eighth, twenty fifteen. Oh, so, what time? What time? Uh, Four twelve p.m. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. Shane didn't write it, just so you know. In okay. case you didn't wondering. think, I, no, I, I no, there's nobody no was wondering that. What? Nobody. <laughs> no. God. What? God damn it. I, I, I just can't. I let you come on as a special guest and you just berate me. Yeah, because I haven't been around to berate you and your post, you, your average post amounts have gone way down since then. And you know, I, I thought about this because whenever I post the show, I post it under Geekscape staff. I just start posting it under <laughs> under my <laughs> user title. Like, no, we established right from the beginning that posting podcasts doesn't count. Yeah, but you're you're gonna look at the average post per week. I'm an artificial. No, I take out I take out any podcast posted when I look. You, I don't feel like you have the wherewithal to, to do that. I do because I look through every article and I'm like, that's a podcast. It doesn't count. And only you, only Matt Kelly posts podcasts under his own name. So, did you it, just putting fucking Matt Kelly on blast like that? <laughs> I, I love you know, Matt. I, got bone, 
I got a bone to pick with <laughs> Matt JC Kelly. Who's okay. That. Um, I got a bone to pick with Matt Kelly. You're gonna run out of so, friends on this website pretty soon. <laughs> friends who needs friends? <laughs> he's gonna start his own website it's with racism. And, yeah, and he's still only gonna write once once every two months. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, there was a fucking website that used to copy everything that we posted. Um, and do you guys remember the fucking um Jonathan um had a stalker. And he would like film himself reviewing our articles. Yes, what I remember the that guy. hell? Yeah, yeah, the guy was fucking. I don't know if like, this is. Was this about, is this supposed to be public? Because I don't know if it is. Does he now uh, host the Geekscape Games podcast? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 it wasn't me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not blackmailing you guys. <laughs> it's hey, it's African American mailing. All right, get it right. <sighs> well, I mean, here we go. Oh, you can't we're gonna, say that word, Shane. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, if we're going to keep talking about the articles that Shane's not going to write, we might as well talk about how um, From Software said they're never going to make another Dark Souls and are working on a new IP instead, right? Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what they might go on now since uh, I know uh, Tecmo just released or has a demo out on the PS4 store called Neo, which is kind of very inspired by Dark Souls, but it's in a... Uh, samurai. It's like Omnimusha and Dark Souls had a baby, pretty much. And so, Holy shit! Yeah, you should go I check it out. A... Yeah, you need to get on that, Shane. It's pretty cool. Um, what is? is it a... Oh it's... my god! Yeah, go check it out. And so, uh, I know that they've said that they said that when Dark Souls One came out, and then they came out with Dark Souls Two, and then the director Miyazaki came back for Three. Uh, I really hope whatever they work on, it's gonna be cool. I I've heard that he wants to go back and work in the Armored Armored Core series again. Which I'll be kind of down to see him go Dude, back. Yeah. Armored Core was the yep. shit on PS1. The, these guys worked on that game. So I'm hoping if if whatever new IP, if it's a new IP, that'd be cool. But he's mentioned uh, that he wants to go back and work on that series. So props to him, whatever he does, because I'm going to play it. I'm good. I'm a From I feel software like the, the last From Software game I played, played was Evergrace, and it permanently turned me off of From Software. <laughs> yeah, no. What is for that? every, yeah, Ever for Grace? every, like, uh, for every Demon Souls and Dark Souls, they have a lot of really crappy games. <laughs> yeah, but um, Jesus, but yeah. that fucking cover art. <clears throat> but do you feel? I mean, I know it's just a demo, and you were mentioned. There's this article here about how you get free DLC for playing the demo for Neo. Do you feel like yeah. it might have the potential to take Dark Souls' place now that it's apparently bowing out? Um, I think it might take the place more of an Omnimusha style. I know that Capcom recently also trademark a new. Omnimusha game, but I think it's only like a mobile game or some pachinko bullshit game. So I'm not too worried about it, but I think, uh, I think Tecmo can really scoop up where, you know, um, Dark Souls kind of messed up, which is cool about this demo too. And I don't know if you, if you guys read the article, but they have two modes, uh, graphically for your PS4. So they have a mode called theatrical mode. Theatrical mode means that, uh, the game is going to run, I think, 60 frames per second, I think. That's well, not theatrical. 15 frames a second, no, maximum 60, theater. 60. You didn't hear me. 60, dude. Maybe more, No, I think. you obviously don't. You obviously don't listen to the Geekscape Games podcast. I don't because I, I hate when you talk computer stuff. You sound like an old man. But back to it. <laughs> back to it. All this talk about clutching and all this bullshit from last week. I, I know. I was dying. The um, fuck were you talking about? So pretty much cinematic hey, mode. Hey, Derek, what, what, was, um, what was your favorite thing you talked about last week? Sorry, I was at work. Probably something about Doing making money. Job. Yeah, well, no, well, on the podcast, because uh, 
If, if you want to come back, shut your mouth. Uh, but yeah, back to the Neo thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's two modes. There's, uh, I think, cinematic mode and action mode. Action mode uh, makes the frame rate for the... F- it's, it doesn't slow down the the frame rate from fighting any characters. Because Dark Soul has that problem where if there's too many characters, uh, the frame rate drops a lot. Like, a lot, and you can tell. And on this game, they give you two options to play the game. So either you can enjoy the graphical-wise of the world, or you can mainly focus on just the battle system itself. But it looks cool. I played a couple hours of it. I think it's good. I'm, I'm really hyped for it. And the DLC that they're promising, quote-unquote, which will probably be like a sword I'm quite sure just one sword. Uh, I'm kind of down, and I think that they can pick up where Dark Souls leaves off, which is Dark Souls 3, so, you know, it's all good. Um, I'm down. I'm I'm really digging Dark Souls 3. I have no idea what the fuck's going on, though. That's okay, Shane. I can Review it. We can, we, we can have a Dark Souls uh, session. It's okay. We, we, should have, we should have a bonus episode all about Dark Souls. We'll need, like, four hours, because it's a lot for me to talk about. <laughs> That's right. We have no problem going over. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Tell um, me about it. Uh, anything else you guys want to specifically talk about? Uh, I think Derek, um, interested in the new No Man's Sky news that popped up? Uh, I just don't know how to feel about that game. Like, it looks super cool and boring as hell at the same time. (laughs) And speaking on the latter, they just, they revealed yesterday that uh they've hired a couple of people to uh dave gibbons who uh many people know from Watchmen, uh and james swallow who worked on the star trek series uh james spitz they uh hired those guys to do some lore for the game and also confirmed that the game will not have a traditional story um but that there will be lore sprinkled kind of throughout the universe and i just like it's a, it's like this super ambitious idea, but it feels like a quarter of a game based on everything I've seen. Like, it's just like you're just going to go and explore forever and it's not going to get boring. Like, that's all you're doing. There's no story because they haven't come up with one. That That's what it feels like. It's like the guy made this like, it's awesome like they, concept. Yeah, it's like this concept. It's like this universe, this world, but it's filled with nothing. I think yeah, he this, came up like, with the game idea and then made the game. And then after he was like like eighty percent done, he's like someone came up to him and said like, "What's the story about?" And he's like, "Shit, I forgot to add that in the game." Fuck. It seems like a lazy writer. Like when you when you write a book or a story, then you have your readers say, "Well, did you mean to have the symbolism of the girl and the guy meeting in the garden be a reference to the biblical story of Adam and Eve?" Uh, yes that's what you got from it then uh you got me that's exactly (laughs) where i was going i I I I was gonna say the exact same thing i'm glad you went with that yeah like the players are gonna gonna make a space jam oh my god but that's cool is that where you're going with the story it's like (laughs) if that's what you got from it you know i made it so it's like it's like a kickstarter that didn't hit its stretch goals you know i want to i just wanted to bring that up because i know how much shane loves kickstarter uh fuck you uh, Carlos, did you just equate Space Jam to the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of, yep. e- of Eden? I was going to say when Bugs Bunny met Michael Jordan. That's what I was going to say. But you guys, right? Cool. Go for the Adam and Eve thing. It's all good. <laughs> is, that, is that what you meant? Is that yep. is that what you actually meant when you made that joke? Yep. Yep. That's deep. Yeah, it's pretty deep. Uh, uh, Space did, Jam anybody, is deep. did anybody get to check out, um, and uh, this is a five-man podcast, five-man Splatfest Royal Rumble. So sorry if I'm stepping on anybody's toes. But did anybody check out like the, the twenty? Did anybody get to check out the twenty-minute um, like gameplay uh, demo that um, 
the uh, the dev did with IGN a couple of weeks ago? Nope. Okay. All right. Well, it's like the first actual like gameplay demo like, that was. Um, I mean, it, it was scripted where you had like an agenda, but uh, it wasn't like anything like at a, at a conference or an E3. Um, and I was really kind of, and I think I might have talked about this, but I was really not 100% sold on this. But when uh, he he was on an ice planet and his suits was like running out of like temperature or it was like, yeah, it was running out of like warmth. He had, um he was able to like mod his rifle to blow up stuff and he blew a hole inside of a mountain and was able to walk in and like, like it was geothermally heated and he, he was able to like heat up his suit and like charge up like the thermal core of his suit. And that kind of survival um, really piqued my interest. And he, and he also talked about how different planets have different um, uh, resources so you can upgrade your ship and uh, make See, it. All, it feels... all of that sounds super cool, but why? Yeah, it's starting why to, are you doing I mean, it's any starting of to, that? Yeah, it's starting to sound like another Minecraft where it's so open ended that I don't care. Yes. You know, I, this game could piss off, older but without people the creative so aspects. Like I like, like Minecraft is a game where that I like. I was like, this looks stupid for like two years, and then someone's like, just sit down and try it for fifteen minutes, and then two hours later, I was like, this is still stupid, but I can't stop playing for two years now. Uh, See, all I, all I did in Minecraft was make giant like glowing swastikas. <sighs> I thought you were gonna say dick. Of course, of course. I, 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 I second that with Josh too. But but well, I, I feel like I do not agree likening this to Minecraft because Minecraft you 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 do have a purpose. I, I mean you're creating stuff where this is like oh I'm gonna upgrade my ship that I can't do anything but fly with, and like it I don't know it just is like looks amazing and it's such a good concept but without without a plot or without a story or without characters, I don't see how it's going to hold anyone's attention for more than a few hours. And you know uh, what? Juan, you were, you were going to say something? Yeah, it's, it's going to piss. I could see how this game could piss off older people who are not, you see these kind of games, like they're, they're going to watch their kid. And I was like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm walking through unexplored territory. What do you mean? You, what are you doing in this game? I don't know, but you just go to different places. You walk around and see stuff. I was like, bitch, that's go to the park. Like we live across the street from a park. Go discover that. That's real trees. But aside from that, but I mean, if you're just like, so mad that the that like parents are just so mad that the game doesn't have a story. No, yeah. the fact that the the purpose like, of the if game it doesn't is even have a story, go to the fucking park. You yeah, can have you no story things, there. Go down the street. Like, yeah, no I mean, story um, at the park either. But at least you get some fresh air. <laughs> well, that, but, it's that, the, but that, that statement. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Um, that statement reminded me of back in the day when I played Riven, the sequel to Mist. There, like the third disc was like this really um, like you're in this like watery area and there was like um, uh, like, like little fucking like submarines on tracks you could go through and I can't remember what the plot was but I enjoyed just walking around this area so much that I didn't progress the game like I just I just fucking like went from one end of the map to the other and just kind of hung out so i can like and that was years ago when i was like in elementary school when i fucking played riven so i could see why you know a kid would want to just enjoy and exist in a fictional um you know place i mean we all talk about how you know uh like when me and derek talked about firewatch we talked about uh in the bonus stage how awesome it felt to be in this universe in these woods so i mean yeah i guess you could theoretically say it pisses off old people it's like hey go look at real trees but I've been guilty of looking at digital trees. Oh, I'm not saying the same way. I'm just saying old people. So, well, and uh, Juan, I would say you to have those a kid and a family. It, how, how old is old one? What is your cutoff? 
I was just trying to make a lighthearted joke. I didn't know I was going to get pressured by it. Just just tell us, though. I would just really like to know. How old is old to me? What's your definition of an old person? 35. Anybody over 75? 75? Wow. I'm like like 42 is like my cutoff. (laughs) Well, fuck you. I'm like five years away from that dick. So you got a good five years left. (laughs) Thanks. Make the most out of it. I was just reminding you that, like, you're not young forever. You're not getting any younger one. Jesus, Derek comes back to yeah. vicious. I'm hey. sorry, I didn't mean uh, that. Was a joke. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, in the old people, you're only as I old mean, as you feel. In the kids' defense, though, against the old people, That's... I mean, if you fall out of a tree in real life, you won't gain your health back by standing still for five seconds. I, I don't know how old. If that's the case, then I'm like 12 because we're talking about furries and <laughs> and wrestling. So I, I think I'm pretty good. Hey, for wrestling's a while. wrestling's an all ages show. Come on. Uh, and I've never been to a furry show, so sure. Huh. At, uh, at least um, not in real well, life. Yeah, let's start speeding through the rest of this news. Is there anything yeah. else anyone um, else wants to tackle? Uh, I have one thing, uh, but it's super quick. And if anybody else got anything, jump in quick. Go. Nobody. Okay. Just cool. do what you have so, to do, um, and then I'll do the rest. Okay. So we're gonna do. So the Call of Duty uh, Twitter uh, posted a response to uh, a tweet that uh, the tweet, the original tweet by at uh, <laughs> Angus Vanderslot. Said, if I ever hear the words Call of Duty 4 PS4 remaster, I will literally shit my pants with excitement. And then mm-hmm. the official Call of Duty uh, Twitter responded with the poop emoji and then the pants emoji. Um, I would like to point out that the original tweet is dated the 5th of December 2014. Mm. So they hunted they hunted that down. Oh, God. Are we at the point where people are actually looking forward to HD remakes of games that just came out a little while ago? God. Call of Duty 4, Call of Duty 4 is so long ago. That was when I was in, like, the middle of high school. Yeah, but, but it was, the like... the multiplayer is great. It was, like, a, I think it was, like, a third... It was, like, the third year of, like... Or second or third year of Xbox 360, wasn't it? To me, that's still... To me, like that's still new. Year. To me, that's still that's newish. A, that's a complete different generation. <laughs> so is The Last of Us, and you're complaining about that. Touche. Mm, <laughs> Two fucking Shay. I'm excited. I I really like Call of Duty Four. Me a too. Lot. Me too. I I I want to get rid of. I want more World War Two games. And I thought I would never ever fucking say that. Um, you just want to be uh, the Nazis. Ah, uh, God, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the Nazis started out okay, but they just got a little bit carried away. <laughs> Sound bit. Was the mark on that one? <laughs> Uh, Carlos, I got it at forty four forty eight. Okay, cool. Thank you. Okay. Um, if anybody follows professional bas- basketball, that you know that that is a quote from somebody. So I didn't. I didn't author that. I don't believe that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, no, I just but, bring but do you one little piece of news, which is Cyber Connect. If you guys don't know, they do all the Naruto games. They did Asura's Wrath. They're making a new game, a new IP. Uh, to celebrate their 20th year. I don't even know they've been around for 20 years, but they're celebrating some cool stuff. So it seems like it's going to be kind of a Ghibli-inspired kind of game. Is uh, it Ghibli or Ghibli? I call it Ghibli. Gerbils? I don't know. But it's a cool. It looks like it sounds pretty cool. There's some art concept that came out on Famitsu. So you guys go check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited. Take it away, Shane. Oh, they made, if, they if made all the dot hack games. If, mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's if it's going to be published by Capcom, maybe all the Street Fighter characters will show up like they did in Azure's Wrath DLC. 
that was so weird. But anyway, so anyone else have anything else? Otherwise, I'm just going to speed through the rest. One quick thing. Um, uh, Just one. Real quick story. That retro that's been rumored that they were working on a new uh, Donkey Kong game or possibly a new Metroid, which has been hinted at for, what, freaking three years now? Federation Force uh, HD remaster? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Turns out uh, a very... (laughs) Reliable source Emily Rogers on Twitter uh, uh, cleared up a rumor saying that uh, spoke to sources this morning that Retro Studios is indeed working on an NX game for Nintendo, but that it is not Metroid and it's not Donkey Kong Country. It is also not Diddy Kong Racing 2, as someone was hoping. So it looks like it's a brand new intellectual property for Nintendo. And uh, we probably won't see anything anytime soon until maybe late this year or possibly early next year. Or maybe Late it's an on-foot F-Zero game. Uh, one can God only hope. damn it. One can only wasn't, hope. Wasn't, um, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't there a fucking F-Zero game plan that was, like, like in the vein of that Bounty Hunter game, the Django Fett Bounty Hunter game, where you played as Captain Falcon and that's what actually... I, that's what I pitched on a show oh, long yeah. ago. That's my dream game. Okay. All right. <laughs> but thank you for remembering that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I didn't remember it was yours. I just remembered. Oh, that's it, so. that's a, that's a that's a JC Marquez exclusive idea. Yeah. All right. I love <laughs> suckling on your exclusives. Josh, what do you got? So just to go through the rest of this, it was a pretty big week for Nintendo. So just to get through that, um, Nintendo's profits were down sixty one percent. Does anyone know why that was? Was it just that Amiibo were selling like crazy last year, or did they just completely fuck up since March between March this year and March last year? Uh, yeah, they're pretty much their <laughs> Amiibo, hardware. Amiibo sales still sold like crazy. Yeah, Amiibo sold, but the hardware didn't in uh, Japan. And uh, I think nobody had money for consoles because they spent it all on yeah, Amiibo. But, Amiibo. The, <laughs> all, but the online sales for their downloadable games went up, which is <clears throat> so it's pretty much every the every like Nintendo eShop game that just came yeah. out. So like, so they had they had unsold physical media that they probably lost yeah lost much. out on because there was correct. Okay, and and then on the subject of that, they did announce that Pokemon not only became the fastest selling eShop game of all time. Within its first week, but it sold over 1.5 million copies Shit. of all, all four versions combined. So that's Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and then Green okay. in Japan. Um, awesome! And then, it, and, and the crazy thing is, it was still only number four for the month of like digital sales. I think Smash Brothers DLC for Wii, Wii U and 3DS were numbers one and two, and then Mario Kart DLC was number three. But then Fire Jesus. Emblem, Fire Emblem was number five, right behind Smash Brothers. I mean, right behind uh, Pokemon, which shows how big of an IP Fire Emblem has become for Nintendo where they just announced recently that they see it now as one of their top, like one of their major IPs going forward. Um, but aside from that, they did also announce that both Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing will be will have mobile versions coming out soon. That's and cool. they're going to be more traditional. They're said to be more traditional like gaming entries as opposed to like the Mitomo stuff. So there's no details on it yet, but it doesn't sound like they're either of them are going to be like free to play stuff. It'll most mm. likely be something res- more resembling a full-fledged game. I and then when I see it. Yeah, and then lastly, speaking of the free-to-play what if stuff. The Nintendo NX is a phone. I doubt it. <laughs> it's not. But, it's not. I would have buy it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say is it. I said what if. And then well, fucking um, what if? No. <laughs> <laughs> like it's what end gauge it's all over. It's end gauge all over again. Mm, I don't mind talking to the tacos. Well, the the. Uh, the Vita did such a good job. Chain? No, I, I've always <laughs> wanted one. Like always, like you still want one? 
no. <laughs> then you shouldn't say always. <laughs> but um, on yeah. the on the free to play subject too though Splatoon gear hit Mitomo and our fearless leader Jonathan is complaining that Mitomo has a level 20 cap and he wanted it to go higher I had no idea I barely played it and I'm somehow at level 10 so I can see what he's complaining about and so then, you can level, level up one. in this game? you level up really just for like to... switching outfits and like making new friends mm. but since is that you the link whole your... game? pretty much like I, I, how do you how do you gain levels? like I, I you because you, you have a style level and then like a level level. Yeah, you change I, you you can either unlock outfits through a mini game or buy them with coins that you can either unlock through playing or yeah, use. Yeah, I've got, real money I've got a get. couple. I've got a couple sweet outfits, but I just don't so, really understand the point of the whole thing. I mean, there is no point. <laughs> and I mean, I, I like whenever I have a few minutes, like I'll jump in and like look at a couple of people's answers and maybe answer a couple of questions. But is that like that's the whole thing? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Oh. And it gets between right, outfits. Um, and then... Let's... Bullet points. We are yeah. running. Yeah, and then the the very last thing was that Xbox One got seven new backwards compatible games this week. Although most of them are kind of like older stuff. So it's like Frogger was one. Um, what were they? It was Frogger, Galaga Legion, Altered Beast, Comic Zone. They wrote a press release for backwards compatibility on a game from 1977. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, well, no, it was the Cave, Comic Zone, Double Dragon, Neon, Ghostbusters, Sanctum of Slime, and Altered Beast, which came out on Tuesday, and then today, Frogger and Galaxy Legions DX, or Galaxy, Galaga Legions DX, so that's seven more, (coughs) even though none of them are anything too groundbreaking. Shane, you know you can get an N-Gage on eBay for about $60? Um, Your dream can come true. I'm going to start collecting the Saturn before I do that. All right, let's get into what we've been playing. Derek, what have you been playing? Special guest, Derek, featured. Uh, yeah, so I picked up Rocksmith 2014 Ooh. Um, after much searching. Uh, I actually used to play guitar for a few years. like back. No way. Wait, you were in a band? Uh, I tried to be, uh, <laughs> but it kind of disbanded before we went anywhere. Anyways, Disbanded? I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I played uh, guitar like in... Uh, like junior high school so i was like 13 or 14 years old i played for a few years it's not like riding a bike i've literally forgotten all of it but rocksmith is really really fun and <laughs> and i've only played it a few times so far but it's 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 got some really use like the lessons seem really good um the the fact that you're just playing songs and like it is really cool and then the the really neat thing is like it just scales the difficulty really interestingly as you're playing it. So if you're doing really well, it'll all of a sudden get harder. And then if you start sucking, it'll get a bit easier. Um, but it does it kind of on the fly and it just does it in a way that feels really organic. And then if you're trying to get really good at a part or really good on a song, you can just basically hit a button and uh, it'll go into this mode called like riff repeater where you can basically slow it down to whatever speed you want, be that 90% or 80% or 70%, a certain section of the song and keep playing it over and over so you can get, um, you know, you can get better at the parts you're having trouble with and then it's much easier when you go back to full speed. I don't know, it's really cool. Um, 
Uh, it, it seems crazy that Ubisoft hasn't continued with the series. Like that was the last release, and there is still. It seems like there are still songs coming out almost every week for the title, uh, which is really cool. Like DLC songs you can play, download. Uh, sorry, that you can download and learn how to play. Um, and it does like lead guitar if you know if you want to learn more of the like <laughs> scales and solos and stuff, or like rhythm guitar if you want to do the backup, like the chords and everything like that. And you can also play bass on it. It's just. Uh, seems like a really neat complete package and it was a bit hard to find but definitely it seems worth it and uh i'm looking forward to uh, why is it so hard to find because didn't they just release a new one this is the new one the new one being rocksmith 2014 yeah 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 so why is it so hard to find well it was printed in 2013 because it yeah because it's like three years old I thought they just released a new one no like last year he just said that this was the last one that they released Listen to us. It's like he doesn't listen to me either or something. No, 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 no. Fuck off. Hold on. Hold on. No. But yeah, if you have like... No, no, hold on. Hold on. There was a fucking guitar game where you used a real guitar that just fucking came out. I swear to God, it just came out. Like 2015. I don't think it was Rocksmith, though. Hold on. Consult the book of knowledge. Can I move on now? Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you ever give up on learning how to play guitar or you give up on wanting to be a real musician, you could always learn how to DJ. <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> uh, it's basically like a like an iPod or something, right? Yeah, right. I hate you so much. I hate uh, you so much. But yeah, right, here's it's... the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm going to bring my, my controller to Comic-Con, and you, you fucking do it. You DJ. You or I have hard. a better idea. I'll just plug in my iPhone and put on Spotify Shuffle and do the same thing. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, but yeah, I would, if if you have like, and I, I it was cheap-ish for me. Like it was cheap for me because I already owned a guitar. I have my guitar from years ago when I played. And so all I had to do was find the game with the cable. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely recommend it to anyone that has an interest in learning. Like it seems like a, it's just super cool because it's not like, you know, it's it's a one-time cost. You're not paying for lessons every week. Uh, and you can just kind of go at your own pace. And it just seems it seems like a really neat way to do it. And I'm really interesting, interested to see, you know, kind of how far you can get along with it before you do, you would need, like, the help of a real person type thing. Um, so I played a bit of that. I also finally had a chance to pick up Quantum Break. And I've put about, I haven't had a, too much time to put into it, about 45 minutes or an hour. But I'm really enjoying that so far. So do you I like the ending? Just, <laughs> that was a joke about how short it is huh yes i mean it's not like the order 1886 short or anything from what i've heard but well uh, if you wa- it depends if you watch the tv show or not i'm definitely gonna that's what i'm like i'm like super excited for that for you know just the whole kind of transmedia aspect of it but th- it's a did gorgeous- you just say transmedia yeah that's uh, what it's called oh god it's so douchey you're so douchey <laughs> I've missed uh, us. <laughs> <laughs> at least we were all uh, here to witness. At least we're all here to, present when we decided to get trans people against us too. <laughs> no, God damn it! You said it, Shane. You said it. That's at fifty-seven thirty-six. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's a gorgeous looking and gorgeous sounding game and it's one of those games where you're just kind of like it's crazy how 
well the characters are animated and how much they look like the actors they're playing like it's just that just is sean ashmore that you're you know you're playing as and and stuff like that and the game that i i'm just like i've just got my first few like time powers and the combat is so cool because of it like uh, and it just it just seems to be really fluid and uh the story you know as again i'm not that far into it but it seems very interesting tons and tons of collectibles to like kind of further expand the lore almost too many um yeah that I, that drove me crazy uh, well and sometimes like you're like the email threads that you're picking up are like so long that it's like it's like you're reading for like five or ten minutes and it's it's just crazy um but it definitely helps to flesh out the lore of the game i i can't wait to put some more time into it and see what the you know, see what the TV show that is incorporated into it is like and how the choices that you make in the game actually affect the live action TV show and how, and you know, how that works and stuff like that. I'm really liking it so far. Yeah. And it came with a free copy of Alan Wake, which I love. So I really like So what's how... a charge character? <laughs> well, no, I mean, as far as Quantum Break, I talked about it a few weeks ago. I really like that the TV show focuses on a lot of the elements that are introduced in those collectibles. Okay. So it's like it intertwines the collectibles with the TV show, which all intertwines into the main game. So it's a really interesting way of approaching storytelling. I think Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, I hopefully am at almost at my first episode, but I'm really looking forward to see how just kind of how those flesh out. Dope. Dope. Uh, uh, Carlos, what have you been playing? Uh, playing the Neo demo, which is great. Uh, loving it, feeling it. And I'm playing, I'm still playing Dark Souls three. I'm like, I'm like, 15 hours in and i think i'm i'm halfway through so i just need a couple more hours and i think i'm done and i've been playing uh mickey magical quest which is for the game boy but it originally came out for the super nes so i'm so happy that you're that game i'm so happy that that game's on your list i love that game and i played it both on super nintendo and on gba it was my favorite it was it was like it's still part of my favorite uh snes collection stuff so love it yeah it's it's an amazing yeah, it's an amazing platformer. The abilities <laughs> you can use in it are so like interesting, and it was really difficult too. Like most games it is, it, back it's super in that hard. time it's, period, it's were... still super hard. And yeah. it sucks because the part two and part three are really expensive to buy them off on oh. GBA. Because I yeah, started rebuying my collection again, so it's uh, it's pretty pretty expensive. Because those are brand new That's... too. They were were just made yeah. for the GBA, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember too. It's like don't playing old games like that make you feel shitty because when you were a kid they were hard but you could beat them and now when you try to play them you just feel hopeless i do that sucks no, that, i was smarter when to me i was a kid i know that happened to me when i tried to play <laughs> lion king on super nintendo again like i sucked at it and before i could finish the whole game without using it without running out of lives and now you know i got into like the second huh there's only one game i could play like from beginning and end and i know everything which is the aladdin game for super nintendo i could play oh, yeah that one too to end and it's like super. It's like the best version. Everyone says the Genesis one, the one Virgin Games made, but I think Capcom's version of that it's better. Just huh, I didn't even know there was a difference. Yeah. But, cool. yeah. Uh, Juan Carlos, what have you been playing? Star Fox Zero. Um, <laughs> sucks. <coughs> sucks. I I loved it. I don't like um, it. Whoa. I, I, like I do. It. I don't. I, and I, I can understand why people <laughs> don't like it. Um, but there's a reason why um, I love it. I know the control scheme is different, but I played it multiplayer and it let me relive kind of, if anybody remembers the movie, the last Starfighter, <laughs> I'm alone in this. Fuck you guys. All right. So 
I, I, I was like, is that the movie where the, the kid's in the silver ship? But that's the flight of the navigator. Well, maybe maybe you were the last starfighter, so no one else was around to know that about it. Star. You know what? I, I'm starting to believe that's it because not only does that movie um, kind of legitimize how playing oh, video games can. I just saw that movie for the first time with my whore of an ex girlfriend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's. Those are some strong words to yeah, say in she, public. She, she, yeah. I know you're crying inside, but uh, it's okay, but you'll, you'll get Oh, oh, homie, I'm crying on the outside. Okay, good. Let it out. I'm not, not bitter. So, Juan, please. But not on the please, show. Do it in private. Phone please, us. Please, Juan, oh. please explain to me why you like this game so you're much. You're making us all okay. uncomfortable. Okay. Can you explain to me if the Landmaster levels are any better than what I experienced at WonderCon? Because, my God, like, the first-person view in the all-range mode for the Landmaster tank was probably one of the worst things I've played in a really long time. I, I, I don't... I don't, I don't know how to respond to that. I, it's, <laughs> Sorry. It, Are you you asked him a question. It's like, is it is it better than my experience? You asked him something he can't quantify. Is, is it? Did he have his heart? At, well, yeah, he can because I explained it on a previous show what I thought. So it's like compared to what I said, I thought on a previous show. What did you think of it? Uh, not as bad as your experience. I mean, I mean, I, I I will agree that there is some difficulty and there is a little bit of like. Uh, I'll say a, a learning curve, but I think by the time I got to those Landmaster levels, especially with the Chicken Walker mode with the with the R wing, those Landmaster mo- uh, mode and sections didn't feel as bad as if I and if I were to play the Landmaster as the first you know taste of Star Fox Zero, then yeah, I can see how I could have been super frustrated and hated it right out outright. But um, I think by the time I got to that section, I was pretty comfortable with the controls at that point. But um, yeah, the thing with that. the, but with the thing with the multiplayer though that I love because in the video in the movie, you had a pilot and then you had your gunner and in this game I got to experience that being a pilot and leaving the shooting to my partner like say so I had a student at my classroom after school I had the Wii U there so I said screw it, you guys want to play Star Fox so we put it on and when we did the multiplayer it you had people who wanted to try it with that two player setup. Just so you know, you could have somebody focus on the piloting, other on the gunning, and you know, I I, I like that um, a little bit more. But I can see how you would have to just get a lot of practice with your partner and kind of get an understanding how the other's gonna, you know, if they kind of already know where you're gonna go, so you can aim. Uh, I think it's I haven't. I'll be honest, I haven't enjoyed this as much of the like right off the get go. It took me a while to really appreciate it. Uh, right out of the box where like it was star fox 64 you could just plug in and play and just love the shit out of it this one it took a little getting used to but once the control scheme started to make sense i i started to love it more and more and more and i i know a lot of it had to do with also the nostalgia of seeing characters from star fox 64 come up there was a you know one of my favorite levels from 64 was the one where you had that um the 360 mode and there was like the f- a fighter squadron led by this dog named bill bill yes yeah and you had to like take it down it was so satisfying to think that thing explode uh so to see him come back and seeing cat return like, it was just really cool to see all those old familiar faces from you know back in the late 90s come back so uh I, that had a lot to do with my enjoyment of the game but yeah i i like it i really do and and i've been playing a lot more of it ever since so i think come next week i'll probably have um a more f- concrete review of it but as of right now i'm really enjoying it but yeah to, to josh i do validate your opinion though about the frustration about that landmaster level i mean i could who the I, fuck is bill 
he's a one of the one of uh, these pilots, like a non-playable character that just kind of is a support character. Mm. I'm sure you'll find porn okay. soon enough. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm uh, surprised I'm just, you haven't already. I'm just tired of like this safe zone with Nintendo with Star Fox. I'm just. I think that I don't know, man. Like, Jesus Christ, there is porn. Fuck. It, it's just like we already had the HD semi HD for the 3DS, and that was fine as it is. And now we just get a kind of like, hey, this was just a demo, and now we just threw Star Fox in it to make a bigger game. It's pretty. It's like a second remake, and I'm like, dude, like, let's move on. You know, mm-hmm. make a real legit Star Fox game. What the hell happened to Jane? Oh my gosh, Shane, no, I am <laughs> not. Don't do not click on it. But uh, I mean, I guess I mean I guess to be fair though, in this in st- with Star Fox in particular, they did try Star Fox Adventures and then Star Fox Assault and Star Fox Command, all three of which were vastly different from Star Fox sixty four, and they all kind of sucked. I, I like Command, to be honest. Command was was different, but it still controlled like six, a little bit like sixty four. But it's just guys, just like it's too safe. Nintendo's playing it too safe, dog. I'm just done with it just hey okay so so we at the top of the show kind of uh lambasted nintendo for uh not doing anything at e3 and said that it's taking a risk and then you just said nintendo's playing it too safe yeah so what is it carlos well like, i feel man. like it's di- it's two different contexts though they're playing it safe yeah. with their game but they're taking a risk by not showing us anything at e3 yeah that's what i mean dude it's like saying every fucking mario game I mean, I'm I'm done playing Mario games. Uh, the, only, the last Mario game I played was Mario Maker because at least I can make my own fucking Mario game that I want to play. And do not, you have any uploaded? I do. I have a couple, and my son I'll uploaded some stuff too. So we both upload. I'll play some. I'll play some tonight. All right. I'll play some tonight. Cool. I, I, I all my levels are all inspired by uh, Super Mario Brothers three, from what I remember as a kid. So I try to remake oh, stuff. What? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Josh, go for it. What? <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing? Um, I was playing Street Fighter V. I was trying to download Guile, but the servers were down because I guess they were getting him ready. And as you know, you can't do anything in Street Fighter V if the servers are down. <laughs> oh, so man. I turned that off after like 10 minutes of waiting. Um, Valkyria Chronicles, I tried to get through more of that, but I don't think the universe wants me to play it anymore because when I finally had enough time to sit down and play it after all my schoolwork, my crazy amount of schoolwork this week was done... We had a freak power outage that shut down the place for like three hours. So there Man, went that. This is cursed, dog. No, it is. I mean, I'd rather have occasional power outages in the drive-bys we used to have. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a trade-off. Yeah. Um, well, either way, it's really dark. <laughs> See, that could be a macabre joke or a racist joke. You decide. It's choose your choose your own offensive level. It's, it's, I can't it's wait the to week. see that. I can't wait to see Jonathan's email. Yeah, show. it's the week of Geekscape Games where we try to see how many people we could just alienate <laughs> in the same show. Um, I don't know if there's well, anybody left, you guys. <laughs> well, you, you guys are so <clears throat> you guys are so inappropriate, and by you guys, I mean mostly Shane, sometimes Josh. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, bravely second, I made it to the end of chapter four. It has a really weird like story element slash gameplay twist, which I got I got stuck and accidentally found the solution, which kind of pissed me off because i was sometimes i try to make myself feel better about myself when i get stuck at a game and i'm like did other people feel the same way and then someone posted a non-spoiler tagged response saying do this and i was like fuck whatever so i'm kind of curious if other people got that stuck but everyone i've talked to hasn't made it that far yet so 
just want some validation so I know whether or not I'm terrible or not. And then, uh, I'll validate you. You always validate me with all those lovely mm. pictures you share with us. About three times a day. <laughs> I validate the, myself three times a day. I'm validating myself right now. Hmm. It's no surprise. Um, and speaking of, I also played a lot of Mega Tag Mention Blonde plus Neptune vs. Zombies, which came in Jeez, yesterday. That's oh, that's one game? I thought that you were just putting stuff on yeah, one line. Too. No. <laughs> I was like, wow, man, he's playing a lot of stuff. Name it. And then in September, I talked about it a few weeks ago, in September we're going to have, what is it, Ultra Dimension Neptune vs. Sega Hard Girls. But, but anyway. I'm actually hyped for that. But uh, like on the Mega Tag Mention... Um, Shane, you played it a little bit. The Hyperdimension Neptunia U one that I that I played last year for Vita, and then came out on Steam earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. It's um actually I want to play that tonight. No, I can't play tonight. I have to watch the documentary and edit the show. Yeah, it's like play this, week. but it's it's taking the mechanics of that, so it's still like a Dynasty Warriors esque hack and slash where you're fighting waves of enemies, but it mixes it in with like a certain level of like Monster Hunter, so you can make a custom loadouts for like the items you take in a battle with you. And then eventually giant bosses will appear at certain parts of the game. And you can play online with up to four players, which is a first for the entire series, like spinoff main series, anything out of everything is the first time there's multiplayer features. So I'm only, I'm like an hour or so in, I only meant to play the beginning and I ended up getting hooked and playing for another two hours right before we started recording. So, um, really looking forward to it. I haven't unlocked any of the new characters aside from one, but it also feels like there's a lot more depth because you could unlock more combos. You can customize the character stats. You can buy more weapons. Whereas the original, I think you could only buy accessories and it still has a mostly fully voice acted script and everything. So it's looking good. I'm planning on streaming some tomorrow. So if anyone wants to check that out, all five of you feel free. Hey, six of us. (laughs) <laughs> now that Derek's back. Yeah. Uh, is that it for you? Yeah, that's it. I've literally have not played a single video game since we recorded. No CSGO? Uh, no scroll. I have, you didn't do any clutching? Um, no, actually, no clutching. I have been blessed with uh, clients and work, so I've been, I've been too busy, which is really good. So let's get into mission objectives. What do you say? Yeah. Does that yes. mean you're going to buy us all that Comic-Con room like you said? Absolutely. So last week we asked you guys, what anime would you like to be seen turn into a video game? Um, Chris D said Fate Zero, probably as a fighting game style, Akka Mortal Kombat. And apparently there's already a Fate game on the PSP and PS Vita. Uh, yep. Uh, Michael M. Why did I say that? It's so weird. Michael, can you? Can anybody say Michael without the... Ugh? Michael? No, it's M-I-H-A-E-L. <laughs> Michael. No, it's M-I-H-A-E-L. Michael. Or Miguel. Yeah, but you said it with like a little M I H A E L. Uh Miguel. Said Black Lagoon, reinvent the shooter genre. Jared Z said Escaflone, giant fantasy fantasy giant robot, sword bow combat, flying is optional. Claire M said, honestly, Sailor Moon fighting game would be really cool. Something akin to uh, Naruto Shippuden or Pokin. Um Nick C said a fully coolie character action game akin to DMC or Bayonetta. Why all the akinning? Um Josh. You're a big Fully Cooly fan too, right? Yeah. Uh, you, I think that would be a fucking brilliant idea. Uh, I don't know. No. It was so weird. No, I don't see how it would work Mm-mm. unless you made it like a music game. You could make it like... It, it actually might work if you made it like Guitaru Man or Elite Beat Agents where you like fought off enemies or stuff with music. But other than what that, no. was What was that game 
shit. It might have been Rayman where uh, like the beats um, change to like what you're doing and like anyway. I'm thinking out loud. Samantha R said Sailor Moon. Rick L said Gantz, which Gantz is fucking great anime. Oh, Robert G said Case Closed. Joshua M said Fairy Tale. Scott S said Cowboy Bebop. Joshua B said This seems like a bad question considering in Japan. A lot of games are made for anime shows all of the time. Uh, and then there's a bunch of fucking more. Um, so we got to go quick. Uh, Jim B said L Hazard. I like the idea of Fujisawa having a balance collecting smokes and booze for his addictions and then having to dodge them to keep his superpowers. And then uh, William E said, "Yeah, I'm sure I miss this, but I second Fairy Tale. Would love to build my own guild. What's Fairy Tale? It's an anime. <laughs> God, fucking Christ! <laughs> All right, you guys got any responses? I have I, a few. Go for it. Uh, I, uh, Peter O said, "I want a good Yu Yu Hakusho game on modern consoles yes. and PC." Um, Edward T said, "Dragon Ball." Wait, um, Matthew R. Matthew Rodriguez said, "Animaniacs." Uh, Christina G said, "King of the Hill." <laughs> and Jahame E. Somebody, somebody on my list said Family Guy. <laughs> there you go. Family Guy versus King of the Hill. Yes. And then Jahame E. said, I want Smash Brothers for the Wii U to be an anime, which I think is a, was reverse of what we were asking, but either way, it's a response. <laughs> I got um, Alex says uh, another Robotech game. Uh, Alan says, oh, no, no, never mind. Uh, Brandon asks for a uh, kill a kill game. <laughs> what the fuck was that? No, I, I, I but this guy, Alan, instead of giving me a, a recommendation, he just kind of compliments what my other people, other um, contributors have said, like either if it's a good choice or if it's a meh choice. So he, he's just adding <laughs> like his two guy. cents rather than giving me something. Uh, Brandon says, I would like to see a kill a kill game produced by Platinum Games. Um, Bo, wait, Alan wait, actually what? does recommend something. He wants to see Samurai Champloo. There's already yes. a game called for Samurai Champloo. Uh, yeah, but like a good one. <laughs> and uh, my buddy Gabriel says uh, uh, he wants another Full Metal Alchemist game. Uh, okay. Garrett, who uh, who lovingly made our Geekscape Games logo, he said Kill the Kill. And Natalie says, I know I'm going to butcher this name. I don't know if I should. It's Vice Cruz or Weiss Cruz. One of those two. Oh. She wants she wants that game being made. Because uh, according to her, says the series has such a great roster of assassins and would probably make an excellent video game. Hmm. Uh, right on. Derek, you got some? Uh, yes, I've got a few. Uh, Nathan M. said Erased. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch all 12 episodes. It kind of has a Steins Gate feel to it. Don't tell me what to oh, do. Oh, cool. Uh, Michael B. said Psychopaths, a Telltale Psychopaths game. Oh, and, that would be fucking brilliant. And Sean M. said a fairy tale JRPG would be kind of neat. What's fairy tale? Hmm. I have no idea. Okay. It's an anime. It's a charge character. Is that it? I, I don't know so. if it was this topic. I don't know if it was this topic or not, but I keep dreaming about Inuyasha for the past week. Okay. Inuyasha, Inu Joshua. Oh. Can, can oh. I throw in? Can I throw in my two games that I wish oh, yeah, go ahead. would become? Uh, Outlaw Star and Trigun. Just Outlaw dude, out- Star, yes. With the caster gun and the spells and the bullets, yes. Dude, I that. I'm all in. Dude, I I watched Outlaw Star. I binged it. I mean, I, I watched it when I was a kid, um, but I binged it like a few years ago. Um, debilitatingly hungover. Uh, or was I sick? I don't know. But at the end, I cried. Either way, <laughs> I wasn't in a... <laughs> It's the same thing. Pretty deep. Same pretty thing. deep. All right. 
Uh, so our questions this week are, what game did you get so stuck on that you were forced to get a walkthrough for, and why? And Josh, I think um, you had your response earlier in the show. Well, yeah, mine is, well, most recently mine is Bravely Second, but my actual answer for the question that I wanted to that I wanted to use was earthbound only because I didn't see it as using a strategy guide. And because I feel like that it they thought the game the strategy guide. Yeah. It came with the strategy guide. The, and I always looked at the strategy guide as the instruction book for the game. But to be yeah. honest, I have no idea how you were supposed to beat that game without a guide, like to fight, to beat the last boss. You had to repeatedly, the only thing that worked on him was to repeatedly use a skill that was useless through the rest of the game. That's asinine. Yeah. So like, I had no remorse about using the guide for that, which is mm. why I think they packed it in. Mm. Uh, special guest, Derek? <clears throat> uh, the two that came quickly to mind. Uh, I think I that, came quickly. I think that uh, <laughs> I, I've told this one before, but I actually had to look to a guide when the first time I played Metal Gear Solid uh, because it was a rental and they do not include the actual sleeve or anything from the game. Oh yeah. So I had no way. So uh, Meryl, when the I think it's Meryl, isn't it? The first time you you're told to call Meryl, the her mm-hmm. her codec, uh, uh, her codec frequency is on the back of the case, which I didn't have. Um, so after like I just kind of scrolled through a bunch for a long time, and then you know you'd call and they'd be like, look on the back of the CD case. Uh, so eventually I had to go to like, like, uh, game, game facts and, uh, look up a walkthrough just to get, just to get the codec. <clears throat> um, and then when I was more recently, and I've told this as well, but more recently, the first time I was playing through Firewatch and, uh, my colorblindness was so bad that I could not find the radio on the ground. Oh yeah. <laughs> and after like, not, not hyperbolizing whatsoever but after walking around this tiny little area for about an hour to an hour and a half i finally jumped on like a forum or or a walkthrough or something and like looked for a picture of where the radio was so that i could find it because i could not see it and then i felt so dumb because it's so easy to see uh carlos uh persona 2 for the playstation uh that's when the good old PlayStation days, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing in that game. And I was wondering how the hell was I going to even get past the first area. So uh went ahead and went to the nearest EB Games or Funko Land and I uh, picked up the strategy guide there. Uh, more recently, uh crap, Bloodborne, I think. There's some hidden stuff well, that I had to... That game is designed to fucking be played with a wiki open. Yeah, it's, it's really like... Just to, to just to set off certain scenes and AI characters, you have to do certain missions, but you don't know what the missions are because the stupid fucking AIs would just tell you, "Yeah, you can do this if you want." And as a player, you just kind of ignore it, like, "Huh, eh, whatever." But then you find that he gives you like a cool sword. It's like, fuck. So yeah, that's the most recent one for me. Hmm. Uh, and one. Uh, um, uh, I'm just kind of justifying Derek's assumption of me uh, being old because. Uh, I, Dude, I was just kidding. I'm really sorry. I know. Well, this is going to just validate it even dick, more. Because, no, I was uh, just kidding. Such a uh, dick. I got stuck on Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest. Hey, um, hey, and I I'm had with to you, call oh, the Nintendo free. Power Line. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, what? 1 900. 
I was I was at the stage. I was in this town, and I forget what it was. I had to search for something. I was like uh, like on this gear, and I could, I had to find some potion. I forget specifically what it was, but I was so frustrated, and I went through every issue of Nintendo Power that I had, and could not find the 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 tips from the counselor's corner to get through it. So I um called the, the it wasn't a toll free call either. I yeah, called it was a nine hundred number, right? Yeah, it was a one actually it was yeah it was one eight hundred number uh, or or and I was on the line for maybe seven minutes with a game counselor who walked me through that section. I was so happy to get through it, but then uh, about a couple of weeks later, my dad uh asked very begrudgingly where uh this phone call was made <laughs> and i told him and i was grounded for a month oh a month yeah how much was it uh, i i i don't know but i think i that i don't think that was the only time i used the phone line so, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so do you think oh they made God. games impossible on purpose just so you'd call i i'm sure they i'm i'm sure that was a strategy for game developers back then and you know because they, they were I think Nintendo Power, what they would do, they would put secrets in the game, but it was on later levels. But they didn't tell you specifically how to get to that point. Like, oh, by the way, there are secrets before this that you'll need to get to access these secrets, but we're not going to tell you how to get there. So unless you have a circle of friends. And remember, this is before freaking internet and all the forums and all the things that you youngins have now. But yes, back in our day, we had a, we had phone lines that we had got charged like five ninety nine a minute or something like Juan, that nature. Yeah, Juan, did you... Because I... I had this because my brother had the NES, but did you ever picked up the Player's Guide VHS tapes at the video store? What? Yeah. What are these? You, but yeah, yes, so I did. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link, Shane, but my dad bought me at a show gas station a video player's guide <laughs> on how to beat bad dudes and Ninja Gaiden. Yes! And I remember I didn't have those games, so I used to watch him <laughs> religiously. I used to you watch him so much. You want to talk about the archaic form of Let's Play? That's that is. So I used to watch this hour VHS every day, and I will. And then I, I watched it so religiously that I was able to beat bad dudes <laughs> in two lives, and I was able to beat Ninja Gaiden at the age of what, like seven, I think I was. I was able to beat that game nonstop. And now, when I try, I can only get halfway through Ninja Gaiden now. Since I don't know. That's that's really cool that you were able to like you had you had watched it so much that you're able just to like. Because I didn't have the game, so I would be I was like a poor little kid, so I would just hook my NES controller to the NES oh. and put the VHS in it, and I was like, I'm playing, I'm playing, until finally I got the game, and I beat the shit, and then I was like, I don't know what to do now with my life. That it's sounds over. like the synopsis for a Russian student's art film. I'll, I'll share the video and tag you guys on it. It's it's pretty cool. I found it on YouTube recently. Dude, yes, please. We'll, oh, we'll put it, send it to me, I'll put it in the show cool. notes. Awesome. Um, For me, um... I think uh, I, I had this point-and-click adventure game called um, Journeyman Prophecies 3 Legacy of Time. And I got fucking stuck at the end. It was a, it was a point-and-click um, FMV game. I got stuck at the end. And um, I, I, you know, I ended up trading or letting my friend borrow the install discs. And then he gave me his uh, Mist discs. And I plowed through Mist. And um, I was like, dude, I, I can't beat fucking Legacy of Time. He's like, oh, you needed to you know, do this, this, and this. And... My my jaw dropped, and then I went back and plowed through it, through it, through it, through it. Um, but honestly, the 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 one that pops to my my mind the most isn't necessarily even like needing a guide. But in Star Fox Adventures, there's a part where 
you go to like this village and you have to beat like the village's strongest dinosaur in like uh like uh strengths of uh, feats of strength like do do you guys remember that been too long dude nobody been mm-hmm. okay well basically you just had to beat the strongest dinosaur in like like a like a fucking tug of war kind of game and you had to do it by pressing a I couldn't fucking push the button fast enough. I just physically couldn't push the button fast enough. So I asked my dad to help me. He couldn't physically push the button fast enough. I asked everybody in my immediate household to try. Nobody could push the button fast enough. It got to the point where me and my dad were putting, we were cutting up leather belts and putting them on a drill to like slap the A button as fast as we possibly could so I could push this fucking dinosaur into a goddamn pit. Still couldn't do it. It took my friend... Raymond, uh, like months and months later, I was like, I was like, I was, he came over and he's like, oh, Star Fox Avengers, uh, you know, what do you think of the ending? I'm like, I can't get past fucking dinosaur, I gotta throw in a hole. So we <laughs> fired it up and he was able to push the button fast enough and get that dinosaur in a hole. Yeah, I don't remember this at all, and I finished the game. My my biggest complaint with that game is the entire thing is led up to this big grandiose battle, and, and you don't to fight the guy. The game, yeah, it, and to beat the game, you're in the goddamn R wing. <laughs> like to beat the game you're in the thing that you're in for the absolute like least amount of time so anyway uh that was it that was level 73 uh as always you can find us on you know around the site escape <sighs> what's your on the site josh latest humble bundle for nintendo um having another humble bundle with street fighter 4 shantae and a whole host of other games so the full list is on the site everyone should go check it out Anybody else? <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> just a quick one. Uh, one of my favorite games of the year so far came out in uh, January. It's called Oxenfree. Uh, it was available on Steam and Xbox One. And uh, the developers, Night School Studio, just revealed that at the end of May, uh, the game will come to PS4 as well. I would definitely recommend picking it up if you like Telltale games or it. creepy games or original games or games with really cool art and music. Uh, the music's super good, like to the point where I've added the album to my uh, Apple Music subscription. So it's like in my regular mix of music I listen to because it's just super neat. And the game's awesome. And uh, if you want to read a spoiler free review, that is also on Geekscape.net. Right on. Uh, Carlos? Uh, I'm interested in your furry interview. I'm super interested. Oh, so. <laughs> that's so, that's yeah, your leeway. That's my leeway. Um, um, uh, I am watching <laughs> the documentary for Sonas. It's coming up um, right after his uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 review. <laughs> and his Dark, Sol- Dark Souls 3 is a new one. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I just uh, subscribe to the Valve school of thought that I can't do threes. Or the Keiji Inafune philosophy of taking the product and then not doing anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So I'm watching I'm watching a documentary about furries and I'm interviewing the director tomorrow morning. Uh, so that's that that write up's gonna be up uh, this weekend. Is he gonna be dressed up when he sees you? It's over the phone. Or he's gonna Skype. Are you, you? gonna dress up? Yeah. Are you gonna dress up anyway? Yeah. I'm gonna be at work. Are you just yeah, gonna be so. talking back and forth in like barks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um I I do want I'm halfway through the documentary right now. Um it is, um, I'm not learning anything new about furries because fuck, I grew up on the internet and furries have been around and, um, I'm weird. So I know a lot about furries, but when um, did you first it, realize you were different? Um, <laughs> when I was 13, I realized I was really mature for my age. 
Um, and when no, you were documentary- and when you were twenty, you realized, oh wait, no, you're not. No, I'm just weird. The um, I'm different like everybody else. The documentary is really good so far. It's it's interesting. I would say everybody should check it out if you're even remotely interested in it. It's 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 good. It's good. So that's it. Anybody else? Anything else? Um, Juan, what's your on the site? I'm gonna plug my article about the Hasbro motion picture universe that's being developed. Yeah, with uh, not only GI Joe but Mother Effin Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light, Micronauts. Rom, Space Knight, and I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud, a mask movie. Dude, so fucking excited for that. I I am beyond excited. I still have my mask action figure with his Condor motorcycle that transformed into a helicopter. For some reason, I thought thought you were talking about the mask with Jim Carrey. I was like, wait, what? Oh, me too. I was like, whoa, you lost him for a big. No, no, no. 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 M-A-S-K. It's an acronym, M-A-S-K. It's like, so, the, Mobile Assault Strike Command. And they spell command with a K because they're badass. They don't take, they don't pay attention to grammar. <laughs> so, mask, there's a mask move coming out. You know what? Screw you guys. I get I get to be excited about this. I'm the old man on the show. I say this is cool as hell. Mask movie, baby. Okay. All right. Hype. Um, uh, mad hype. Mad hype. Uh, it's a, I just it's gotta, a helicopter uh, that turns into uh, a motorcycle. I don't think you uh, understand. Um, okay. All right. Uh, that's it. That's level 73. Level 73. You can find us at geekscape.net at geekscape games on Twitter. I'm at Shane O'Hare, SS Jake and on gaming platforms. Uh, special guest, Derek. I'm not a special guest. I started this thing with you guys. It really hurts my heart. It really hurts my heart when you say that. I'm at D Craneville, <laughs> Captain K17 on gaming platforms. A permanent host, non-special guest, Carlos. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I'm the one that took over Derek's spot. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Follow me on everywhere on Air Bananas. It's all good. Uh, if you want to play with me, uh, some Dark Souls, I need some Covenant folks. It's Salvi Snake. Hit me up there. It is not an acronym for sex. It's just literally my my in-game name, Salvi Snake. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, Air Bananas, same thing on Facebook. Give us a like. It's all good. Shane gave me a like. It's all good. Uh, and uh, Josh, and I'm at Inu Joshua just about everywhere. And yes, that is based off of Inu Yasha. Yeah, and uh, Juan Carlos. I'm at the King of Mars, um, and at the King of Mars on every other video game platform. Right at. Uh, so we'll see you guys back here next week. Bye, everybody. player strategy tape is full of hints, tips, and playing strategies. To get the most from this tape, we suggest you first read the manual that comes with the cartridge and also have some experience playing the game. Good luck from the editors and game players at Game Players Magazines.
Welcome to Ninja Gaiden Game Player. Your weapons and your skill with them are keys to this game. You have your sword. To collect strength and weapons, you must get these. Some are of little use. Others you must have to beat a particular enemy. This tape will help you learn these skills. Your sword is an important weapon, but your ability to jump and leap is too. Practice on this level. Here's one of your best weapons, the fire wheel. Remember, it uses up spiritual strength. And here's an invincible fire wheel. It's the best weapon for speed. Watch. Unfortunately, it only lasts a few seconds. This time freeze stops the enemies for five seconds. You really don't need this one. Another very useful weapon, the windmill throwing star. Here's how it works. These guys are bad if they ever punch you. They get very aggressive. You need to get them fast. In Jay's bar, you must defeat the barbarian. Run up and stab him, then jump on the wall. Watch. <laughs> 